My name is Regina Larry Campuzano. I am an almost 27-year-old um, Mexican non-binary human working as a tattoo artist in Oakland, California. I started tattooing about 11 years ago. Honestly, it was just all of those TV shows that came out. I had always been into body modification as a child slash teen. Um, I managed to get permission from my parents to get my first piercing at 12. I was always really interested in tattoos and um, drawing all the time. And when all of those big TV shows like Miami Ink started coming out, I was like so impressed at how these things happened and just decided that I was going to try to do it myself and found myself an apprenticeship. When I became 15, I apprenticed for about two and a half years and then I decided to quit the industry because it is extremely male-dominated. Um, it is an industry that often doesn't have any security for the people that work in it, and especially not the apprentices. Um, and I just started facing a lot of sexual harassment from the people teaching me how to tattoo, and I just decided that that was not what I was going to do. And I quit doing it completely for about seven years. And two years ago, back here in Oakland, I found myself in a really, really hard economic situation where I was having to pay Bay Area rent and found that my education and my skills were not allowing me um, to, to survive pretty much. And I kind of turned back to tattooing as something that was profitable and that I could also do as an immigrant because I was having such a hard time finding stable jobs, um, especially in between um, processing my work permits and just all the bureaucracy was astounding and I just like needed something to do and this skill came back to me. Um, and yeah, now it's my full-time job. I think one of the first things that I have to say is I'm Mexican, I'm Latina, but I am really, really, really light-skinned. Um, and so I often get the benefit of passing um, as white um, unless there are spaces where a green card is needed or a passport is needed or there's talk about voting or just all of this bureaucracy become, it becomes apparent that I actually don't um, have the same experience as most of the people around me. The POC tattoo world is very small in terms of or it doesn't get as much recognition as um, white artists get often. Um, and so I feel like that's, there's a lot of folks 
uh, um, who are trying to make a push to get more visibility, just because there is a lot of um, a lot of artists that have historically stolen work from other cultures who do tattoo as part of their traditional um, identity and culture. Um, and then there's a lot of artists who are wait and just profit off of it. Um, I So that's kind of like one of my experiences, right? Like I apprenticed in a completely different country. I apprenticed on people who literally have different skin, like skin will be different um, from race to race. And there's a lot of people here who like, because they weren't around people of color, didn't have to learn how to, how to tattoo their skin and oftentimes will really hurt it. I don't know. It's like very, um, racism in the, in the tattoo world is like very real. Um, I get a lot of passing privilege on that end. Um, but as someone who's non-binary, but still very recently identified as femme, um, I, oh my God, I was like, it, that's a whole other, <laughs> a whole other, um, it's a whole other experience. I feel like tattooing is all about bodily autonomy and it's something that is often denied um, to most of us. Um, it is a, a space that is incredibly cisgendered, male-dominated, um, and where oftentimes you will find people that still have this idea that if you're getting um, clients because you're pretty or because they must want to like have sex with you or people who get away with being extremely famous and sexually harassing their clients or just completely disregarding their their bodily autonomy and what they want to do. As someone who um, is coming from an extremely male-dominated background and who learned in that environment, what I think my role in the industry is, is to completely take back that space. Tattooing is this act of radical bodily autonomy. You are completely changing your body to be who you are or who you want to be. Um, and what I've noticed in what I think seems to be a big trend in the tattoo world is that queer femme and POC tattoo artists are taking back that space and that respect for bodies and for people's bodily autonomy. And we're trying to make it a vulnerable and radical space for people to be who they are. I organized with East Bay DSA, um, and something that we always talk about is how capitalism is super good at alienating us from each other. But I would actually say that capitalism is also super good at alienating us from ourselves and alienating us from our own bodies and truly noticing what we need to be healthy instead of just what we need to like survive. Um, and I don't think capitalism wants like extremely 
confident people walking around, you know? I think I think this is like a really good space to create the people that we want to be. Tattooing allows us to do that. Um, and it allows us to imagine ourselves um, in a space that it's our own, which is our bodies. It's like the only space that we have that is always going to be there. My goals in the future, I definitely want to open my own studio at some point. Uh, I am not at the point where I can do that right now, but I think that doing is a perfect industry to have cooperative spaces um, as long as everybody is tattooing then we can all be co-owners and I want yeah so I want to do that I I am very excited to have cooperative models I oftentimes don't um, I also work with a sliding scale rate and I really want to start also having more scholarships for my clients because I do think that one thing that happens a lot in the tattoo world is that um, the, the richer you are, the better tattoo work that you get because clients, I mean, because tattoo artists who are start getting more sought after start raising their rates. Um, and then that means that oftentimes, um, mostly POCs, like immigrant folks, queer folks, end up not being able to afford the art that they would want in their own bodies. Um, so I want to be able to make sure that as I grow as a tattoo artist, I do not become inaccessible. Once every three months, we have a Flash fundraiser. And Flash is this kind of tattoo that is pre-drawn. So artists will draw sheets of designs that people can come and choose from, and then all the proceeds go to a different organization. And this year, we organized about 11 of them. Those kind of fundraisers have been really important for me to keep my work relevant to what I care about and to my politics. Um, I do think that I am lucky enough to be in one of the few creative industries where people are down to pay artists for their labor. Um, I think that that's something that most artists don't actually get, like, don't get properly compensated. And we are lucky enough to to do to get that right to get properly compensated for our labor. So I want to make sure that I'm always like giving back, um, and I want to make sure that that becomes uh, a staple of, of all the work that I do. 